0: Welcome to the Retirement Made Easy podcast, a show created to be your go-to source for straightforward retirement advice. Best of all, it is presented in a language that you can understand. Are you ready for some straight talk on retirement planning without all the fluff? Well, you found the right podcast. Here's your host, certified financial planner, Greg Gonzalez. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Retirement Made Easy podcast. I'm Greg Gonzalez. Thanks for joining me today. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. I am a retirement planner in St. Louis, Missouri, and we have clients in about 25 different states now. And I use this podcast as a platform to help educate my clients and my listeners on retirement planning topics where they can kind of learn from the pro, if you will. Because I'm in the trenches Monday through Friday, helping people put together successful retirement planning strategies. And everybody's situation is different. Everybody's background is different. But you know what's the same is we all have goals that we want to accomplish. And everybody that I meet wants to make smart choices when it comes to their retirement so that they have a positive outcome. So my hope is that you can use this podcast to learn a little bit and you can use that knowledge to stack the odds in your favor for a positive outcome in retirement. There's a gentleman that I follow on YouTube. He's got 6 million subscribers. His name is Scotty Kilmer. And he's a professional mechanic, has been a mechanic for like 50 years. And the guy knows vehicles. He knows how to work on them. He knows which models and makes are the best, where the problems typically arise with certain uh, vehicles. And I really learn a lot just watching his videos and listening to him, and really just soaking up his knowledge about vehicles. He's a really interesting guy. And my hope is the same thing for this podcast that, yeah, I may not work on vehicles for a living, but I have a passion for what I do, which is helping people plan for a successful retirement that involves constructing personalized retirement plans Monday through Friday. So just like I learned from Scotty, and I'll put his link to his YouTube channel in the show notes, just like I learned so much about vehicles and which cars are reliable and which cars have a lot of problems. Well, it's the same thing for this podcast. I hope you can learn from my wisdom or knowledge that I've accumulated. Scotty just posted a video today. It's called Entitled on YouTube. I'm sitting in the best cheap car ever made. I don't know where he comes up with these titles because they're so excellent, but I had to watch it. It's a 20-minute video that you can find on YouTube. Okay, let's talk about today's episode. On today's episode, I wanted to recap Social Security and the Social Security claiming decisions because there's a lot of bad information out there. And just because someone gives us advice or gives us bad information doesn't mean you need to absolutely follow that advice or take it to heart and implement it. You can always say, you know what, I'm going to get a second opinion before I act on this advice. And that's what a lot of people in my business, a lot of the new clients that I have, a lot of people are just getting a second opinion. And quite frankly, sometimes people come and they have a fantastic retirement plan that was just updated a couple months ago. They've got an investment strategy that's based on their goals and their plan, and they've got a forward-looking tax strategy. And I tell those people, stay where you are. You've got a fiduciary advisor who has looked at everything and has a good plan in place. Stick with the plan and trust the chauffeur. Other times, there's no retirement plan, absolutely no strategy whatsoever, and yet they're paying some advisor or financial firm for that service, for that retirement plan and the advice that comes along with it, but they're just getting nothing in return. So then comes the decision, okay, if I'm paying X and I'm not getting a good value for my dollars, whatever that is, well, maybe I'm going to look elsewhere. And oftentimes social security planning is one of those things that just kind of gets neglected or not given the attention that it really deserves for such a crucial element of your overall retirement plan. So on today's episode, I wanted to kind of talk about the factors that go into the Social Security claiming decision. And my hope for this conversation today is not to tell you exactly when to claim, but rather teach you the different elements and factors that go into this decision that you really need to think about. And then when you're meeting with your financial planner for the next time, for the next review meeting, you can kind of discuss the overall strategy with given all these factors. So let's get started. If somebody is single out there and they're looking at their social security claiming decision, it is rather simple. If you're single and you've never been married, the decision, like I said, is simple. It's really a now or later. And so really it's kind of looking at your overall retirement plan and saying, okay, if we claimed as early as possible or as late as possible or anywhere in between, how is that going to impact a couple different things? Number one, my taxes. Number two, how would my portfolio benefit or suffer from claiming earlier versus later. And just at a high level on this, let's say you retire at 62 and you say, okay, I'm not going to claim my social security benefit until 70. And I'm going to live on my nest egg for all of those years between 62 and 69. And then when I turn 70, I can flip the switch on my social security income, which will relieve some of the pressure on my retirement nest egg, my 401k and other accounts. And then at that point, I won't have to draw so much money off of my nest egg or maybe not at all. And that's what a proper retirement plan will help answer for you is, okay, with this critical decision of social security claiming, let's look at different scenarios. Like, okay, if I claimed at 62 versus maybe full retirement age versus maybe as late as possible, how is that going to impact my overall plan? And where's the sweet spot, so to speak? And this is just me being who I am. But if you're looking for at a single person, if we're looking at a single person, there's no survivor benefit. So you paid into Social Security for all those years, your best 35 working years paying into Social Security. And if something happens to you, let's say, heaven forbid, you pass away prematurely. Well, you didn't get the full lifetime benefit of that Social Security check like was intended for you. Whereas if you were married, you could at least say, okay, well, if I pass away prematurely, maybe my wife, depending on their own social security benefit amount, well, if something happened to you, heaven forbid, maybe there's a survivor benefit that your surviving spouse could benefit from. But again, assuming someone doesn't have children, was never married, their benefits based on their own earnings history, best 35 working years, and you gotta be around to collect that social security check. Now, one caveat to that is if you were married but divorced, how it works is. If you were married 10 years or longer to your ex spouse, it's as if you were still married, generally speaking. So you could benefit potentially from either a survivor benefit or a spousal benefit. And this is really best done coordinating a meeting with Social Security because it's not like you're going to probably feel comfortable going back to your ex spouse and say, hey, give me a copy of your Social Security statement. Typically, if you book a meeting with the Social Security Administration, they will allow you to have access to your ex-spouse's Social Security benefit information, and you can best plan out your Social Security claiming strategy. And a lot of people ask, if you're claiming based on a ex-spouse's benefit, it will not adversely affect your ex And again, that may or may not be good news depending on the relationship you have with your ex-spouse, but they don't even need to know that you're utilizing your spousal benefit from your ex-spouse, but so many people have questions whether it's going to impact them for good or bad, and it won't. It won't impact them at all. The next thing, kind of top of mind for those people that want to work part-time in retirement or maybe full-time in another career or occupation, it's worth noting that depending on how much income you earn in this occupation, it may end up reducing your social security benefit if you're working and claiming your benefit prior to your full retirement age. Let me give you an example. I had a client that wanted to claim their Social Security benefit at age 64. And what we ended up talking about was, gosh, she was going to be working part-time as a consultant, just a 1099 hourly position, but she was going making pretty darn good money. And we came to the conclusion that, gosh, it doesn't make sense for her to claim her Social Security benefit Because she has all that earned income in retirement, she's going to be best off waiting and delaying her Social Security benefit until either her income goes down or she reaches full retirement age. And that income limit, if you're curious, it's for 2024, it's $22,320. For every $2 you earn above that limit, they withhold $1 of your Social Security benefit And that income limit does go up every year, it seems to, based on inflation. Now, once you hit your full retirement age, which if you were born after 1960, for example, it's age 67. Once you hit that magic full retirement age, you can make as much money as you want and claim your Social Security benefit, and your earnings will not negatively impact your Social Security benefit, meaning it'll be the same amount. It won't be reduced at all. Let's talk about a situation where let's say you claimed your social security benefit right away at 62. Well, keep in mind, you do have 12 months to stop your benefit and pay the benefit all back within 12 months of when you claim. So hypothetically, if you started your social security benefit at age 62 on your birthday, like right when you turn 62, you have 12 months until your 63rd birthday to stop the benefit and pay it all back. And you might be thinking, why the heck would I stop my benefit and pay it all back? Well, let's say you decided to go back to work after six months of retirement, and you were gonna make $60,000. Well, you do have the option, again, it's 12 months, from the day you start your benefit to be able to pay it all back. It's not frozen there, you do get deferral credits. So until you turn it back on, it will grow with those deferral credits for every month that you delay it and you get one time in your life to do that. They don't let you every other year stop and restart and all that. No, you get one shot before your full retirement age to stop that benefit and pay it all back. Then once you hit your full retirement age, you can then what's called suspend it, and you don't have to pay anything back, and then you would get those deferral credits. And you might think, well, why the heck would I ever do that? Well, like I said, let's say you had a job opportunity and you wanted to take advantage of it and you no longer needed that social security income because the social security income would be reduced so much from this employment income. It's kind of like a do over, so to speak. So you can kind of tell there's a lot of nuances here and you kind of got to know what you're doing. Next I wanted to talk about the break-even analysis that I've had some people come to me with. And what this means is, how long do you have to live? What a break-even analysis looks at is, if I claim my benefit at 62 versus full retirement age, or anywhere in between, how long do I have to live for me to be better off by claiming right away at 62 versus waiting and delaying that benefit? Now, if you live until 103, I think most of us can kind of say, well, gosh, in that scenario, we would have been better off waiting until 70. The problem here is no one has an expiration date on our birth certificate. And if we did, we would be able to nail that Social Security claiming date down to the day or the month. For those that don't know, you can claim your benefit at 62 in two months, 62 in three months. It's by the month. So for every month that you delay, it does go up. They don't break it down to the week or the day, but for every month that you delay after your 62nd birthday, it is going up with a deferral credit. I did have a listener of the podcast ask, and there's no dumb questions when it comes to retirement planning, because for most people, they're going to retire once, right? If they get it right, they're going to retire once in their lives. But this podcast listener wanted to know if they delayed claiming their social security benefit at 65. If they had to wait another year to claim upon turning 66? And the answer to that is I think it's a fair question if you don't know how it works. But no, you can claim at any time after your 62nd birthday, assuming you're not disabled or widowed, of course. But to answer this person's question, you don't have to wait until you turn 66 or 67. It's not by the year, it's literally you can claim at any time after your 62nd birthday. but the deferral credit is a monthly factor. But getting back to our longevity, a lot of people I've had say, well, gosh, my grandmother, she lived to 101. My mother's still alive at 89. She's doing great. She's mowing the grass. But that's your mom. You don't know, and I don't know how long we're going to be on this earth. But a lot of people, if they are delaying Social Security benefits, maybe they'll have a life insurance policy in place to protect their spouse from that premature death. Again, this all goes into the planning that you and your financial planner are doing for your benefit. So you might say something like, hey, we're going to hold on to that term life insurance policy to protect the surviving spouse or kids or to protect the pension benefit. That all goes into the planning and the strategy behind this. But then again, I have people that say, well, Social Security on on SSA.gov, it says the most popular age to claim is age 62. That does not mean that's the best age for you or for me or for your brother or for your sister. That just means that's what most people are doing. And I think this kind of goes without saying, but overall, I think it's fair to say that there's a lot of people out there that make bad financial decisions. It goes to show, look at the credit card debt and people not paying off their credit card every month. That's a bad decision. I think we all know other people, maybe coworkers or family members that just have a habit of making poor choices, financially speaking, and Social Security claiming is certainly one of those that I kind of see over and over again, and claiming right away at 62 In a lot of instances, not all, there are some people out there that's the right decision is claiming at 62. But there are a lot of people out there that say, oh, everybody should claim right away at 62. And I just really question the wisdom in that. Okay, next, let's talk about the people out there that are married. So the people out there that are married, this is generally what we do for our clients is we look at, okay, what are the benefits? What are the ages of each spouse? So is there a big age gap there? Are the Social Security benefit amounts close? Or is are they quite far apart? What's the health of each spouse? But overall, we're planning for a joint retirement. And the dollars that are being utilized, be it Social Security, pension, your retirement nest egg, they are destined to fund your joint retirement years. And there's a lot of statistics out there that will show that after the death of the first spouse... There's a big population, and typically it's widows, sometimes widowers, that are left in very poor financial shape. So we've got to consider okay, if there is a premature death, if something happens to the first spouse to pass away, how is our surviving spouse going to be able to maintain the household and their lifestyle? And of course, there's a survivor benefit when it comes to your Social Security benefit, and how much is going to be there as a survivor benefit for that surviving spouse? And from the heart, we've got to really make sure that whoever is the last person standing, whether it's the husband or the wife, we got to make sure they're going to be in good financial shape to live a lifestyle with independence and dignity. And that's actually the reason why I started my business as a retirement planner, because I had the unfortunate life experience of my paternal grandmother that was a widow and was really put in a tough spot, financially speaking, trying to get by by the skin of her teeth. I was almost too young at the time, but from my father's eyes and memories, it was really, really heartbreaking. And I certainly do not want other people going through that. So in summary, in my eyes, you don't wanna look at it as, okay, spouse one's benefit versus spouse two's benefit. We have to look at how they operate together, how they complement one another, and what if there is a premature death. The other thing to consider is, and not a lot of people talk about this, but, okay, if we've got our nest egg that's hopefully building our wealth over time so we can keep up with the rising cost of living... Depending on how much risk we're willing to take and the returns that we're getting from our retirement nest egg, all of our retirement accounts, that can determine whether you should claim your Social Security benefit earlier versus later. Now, you can check out on the Social Security website, ssa.gov, how much your Social Security benefit deferral credits are, meaning if I wait, how much is my benefit growing? It's really a pension. Social Security is a lifetime pension. If I'm waiting, how much is that growing every month, every year until I claim? And then if we looked at our investment portfolio and we said, okay, let's take an honest assessment here. How much have these dollars been growing on average the last few years based on how we're investing the money, what we're investing the money in and the risk that we're taking? The next thing to look at is your tax situation. And by claiming your Social Security benefit, what will that do to your tax situation? There's a lot of states that the majority of them do not tax Social Security benefits. There's a few that still do. And then you've got to determine how much of your Social Security benefit will be tax free from federal income taxes. So as you can tell, there's a lot of different factors that need to be considered when claiming your Social Security benefit. And I'm going to say this as well. There are special situations out there when it comes to Social Security, like disability, that are kind of outside of the scope of this conversation. Like if you adopted your grandchildren and there were Social Security benefits that those children would be entitled to or if you had a disabled child that was working, those situations, again, are more complex and outside of the scope of this discussion. But there's family maximum Social Security benefits that we need to be aware of in those situations. I hope today's episode has been helpful for you, or even really thought-provoking, because there's a lot of things to consider. It's not black and white like so many people think. Because I meet a lot of people that I'm thinking to myself, gosh, you probably should have claimed your benefit. You should have held off on claiming your benefit. And it really, really cost you. And maybe not so much when you're looking at it on a monthly or annual basis. But when you look at over a lifetime, a 30 years, let's say, of collecting that Social Security check, I mean, we can be talking hundreds of thousands of dollars. If you have questions, visit my website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. There you can submit your questions. At the bottom, it'll say, ask Greg a question. You can also check out our resources, which are available for download. And then for those people that wanna work with an advisor who specializes in retirement planning, there's a button that says work with Greg and we can get started with our conversation that way. I hope everybody has a great week. I'll see you next time. And remember, always dream big. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only, and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, please consult your attorney, tax advisor, or financial advisor prior to investing. This is a hypothetical example and is not representative of any specific investment. Your results may vary all performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices mentioned are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. The SmartVestor program is a directory of investment professionals. Neither Dave Ramsey nor SmartVestor are affiliates of St. Louis Retirement Advisors or LPL Financial. There is no guarantee that a diversified portfolio will enhance overall returns or outperform a non-diversified portfolio. Diversification does not protect against market risk. All investing involves risk, including loss of principle. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, Memra Finra, SIPC. Thank you for listening to the show today. Check us out at our website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. And if you want some help from Greg, submit your questions at the bottom of the page, or sign up for a 30-minute retirement coaching session with Greg. We'll see you next week.